What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Midwest Hines Hut Podcast. I'm your host, Braden Tolls. To my left, Colton Wallison. What up? Not much. What's going on? Not a lot. Not a lot. Who else do we got in the house? Lexi. Hey, uh, this is part two of the Sitka Gear Review. Yep. And we're into, <clears throat> I guess, just waterfowl. It's what it says. Yeah. A couple of options in there between <coughs> camo pattern colors. I don't know what to say. But if you listen to the last episode, guys, we are pretty much trying to break down what you need for the hunt the best bang for your buck. And now we are switching over to birds, ducks, geese. If it flies, it dies. There we go. And it's kind of like a layering system for you guys. The f- stuff that we found that works for us. This is all personal preference with us. We've bo- both got experience running everything and kind of giving you guys a base map to start off with. And then once you get this stuff, couple years down the road you can always make tweaks to it but we're trying to get get a guy guy or gal the first basically a good base that they can hunt all 60 days of waterfowl season and have fun with yeah and have fun with it no you're not gonna you're not gonna go out there if you're miserable yep and side note too if you did listen to the last one i am a lot more invested into the whitetail side of things and the mountain side of things but I'm pretty new to this whole waterfowl side when it comes to their camo. Like I said, I own, God honest, two pieces. I got a set of bibs and I got a jacket that are for waterfowl. So I'm going to ask just as many questions. I'm probably going to ask the questions for you guys. So we're going to let Colton pretty much break it down and pretty much start from base layer to outer, top to bottom, all that. We'll go from there. Perfect. So starting in the early season, there were, you know, a lot of states have a early teal opener, early wood duck mm-hmm. opener. When is that? Just uh, second week of September, usually. That's early. Yeah, it's early, it's hot, um, but it's really fun. Teal season's awesome. Like, I love that early teal season. Um, so waiters, I would say buy, we'll just do a quick thing on the waiters, buy the best waiters you can for the money. Are the... I'm, once again, I'm going to be here to ask the stupid questions. You are welcome. Is this all over water for teal? Yes, it's all over water. It is. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay. For okay. Teal, you're not gonna, not yeah. like field hunts or anything like that? Nope. Teal, teal you're going to be over water. Okay. So for those who don't know, what is teal? Teal is basically it's a, the first duck you're going to see on the migration. They're really small. That's a type of bird? Yes. It's they're really so, fast. I yep. know that. Yep. They're really fast. And then... But what's actually interesting, they're not the fastest duck. They're just, they fly really low. So most of the time you don't see them coming. Mm. And then as soon as you start shooting at them, they scatter. So they look like, and they can, since they're so small, they can change the direction really fast. Makes, mm-hmm. me, makes me think of a bat. Yeah. They're, yeah. Okay. So we're over water. Yep. Over water. And looking at the Sitka website, like we said in the last one, there's so many options, you know, for jackets or pants or all I'm seeing on here is one pair of waders. Yes. So they only do one pair of waders just because they do them uninsulated. So they're sick as waders are not insulated. Um, they're breathable. So they really, they're really comfortable when you're wearing them, mm-hmm. but they have it uninsulated. Are you t- like, okay. When I, I got a pair of uh, Cabela's waders. Yes. 
I know, like, when I sit down, it's, like, the most uncomfortable fucking thing. Yeah, they're probably neoprenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. word. Yep, yep. That's why I said buy the best waiters you can for the money that you want to spend on them. I'm not a... There's a bunch of people that make great waiters. But if you can at all get breathables, neoprenes... We all started with them. Neoprene the, is not breathable? No. Okay, no, no. okay, okay. Neoprene is the most uncomfortable waiter you can buy. They're like like my breathable waiters, I've got the I've got the Silk Sika uh, Delta Zips. There's other great companies that I like for waiters, but the Sika Delta Zips, they're like they're really comfortable. So for the guy who fresh fresh off the lot duck hunter wants to shoot ducks. Yes. Are you, are you leaning him towards a Delta Zip waiter for $9.99? No. 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 Okay. And it, that's why that's I would say they're great waiters. They are. I I love the waiters. Mm-hmm. But spend your money. Use that at, once you have everything else, then buy those waiters. Hey guys, this is I don't know. Like it is a I guess a sit gear review, but right off the rip. We're saying not to go with the Delta Zips. And and I'm not saying not, not to go with them, but if you are on a budget, that's where I would save money. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is because they're great. And one of the, the best parts about the Sika waders, you, they're 100% repairable. So if you put a hole in the boot, you can send them into Sika. Instead of buying a new pair of waders, they will put a new pair of boots on. I don't know the that's charge nice. form. If you, if you pull a strap off, if you pull a strap off, they can fix just about anything on there. They can put new legs on it, anything. But at the end of the day, you can put a hole in a pair of sick waders just the same as you can put a pair of Rogers breathable. Yeah. For example, for example, that's, I would, now I have a little bit different just because where we hunt, I'm not in waders all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Waders don't bother me, especially the breathables. Um, you couldn't pay me to go back to neoprenes. But, um, I'm a rookie. Yeah, but I'm a novice. But that's where I would save them save the money. And if we're trying to get you get somebody brand new just into it, yeah. I would save the money there. So if you're not going Sitka, which I don't blame anyone who doesn't, I'm not I don't I don't think I want to pay a grand for a pair of waiters for yeah. just getting into duck hunting. Where are you going? I'm going to Rogers the the Tough Man Breathables. So I believe those are like 380, 350, 380. Um, I don't quote me on that price. They are breathable. I, I prefer uninsulated waders. Why? Because you're going to wear what we're, we'll get into here in a minute. I haven't ran into a situation where I'm br- like freezing cold mm-hmm. just cause I layer up underneath them. They're yeah. still going to be your shell and hold heat in there. As long as you layer up underneath them. I don't like insulated waders. Because especially for teal season, I love teal hunting. And so insulated waders when it's 90 degrees out is not fun. Not a good mix. No, you're wearing basketball shorts and long, long socks. underneath. So I know, uh, shit, when I bought those, they were Cabela brand. Mm-hmm. They're great waders. waders. Like everybody started with those waders. They're great waders. Um, they, they had like, a, I think, I don't know if it was a grain system, but they were, I don't know if I might be way off saying this, like 1200. Yeah, the super mags. Those. Yep. Do the Sitka ones, do they go off of a 1200? Like, well, they're, they're not insulated they? at all. 
they're just a shell. Oh, they're paper thin. Like all now, I don't want that to sound like they're not durable. All breathable or non-insulated waders, they're they're paper thin. Like a fishing waiter? Almost yes. Okay, so you said the Rogers. Yep. Which were what again? I'm sorry. The the Rogers, I believe they're called the Tough Man breathables. But just any any breathable waiter, and they're non-insulated. Yes, I like it's non-insulated. A waiters. strict shell. Yep, it's a strict shell because you're going to layer up underneath them. Yeah, and you they're basically, <clears throat> I don't know. There's other companies I've worn insulated, insulated breathable waiters, and they were fine. But I, I I'm big fan of the uninsulated. See that that's a it's kind of crazy for me because just thinking of those neoprene super mags that we're talking about like when i bought them i didn't even like know that was an option to go uninsulated well, it you know what it I mean? wasn't back then shit even i don't know four years ago yeah they would they would have had the options then but like when i when i was running those like 10, 12, 20, 10, 13 years ago. Yeah. Your uninsulated version, if you wanted a hunting waiter, was like 400 grams. And they were all neoprene and they're really stiff. They're really, really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they, they're great for keeping you warm and they are really tough. But like once you throw on a pair of breathables, not going you, back, you won't go back. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like it was necessary starting off with waiters because I I'm feel sorry. like that is the first thing that goes into a guy's head that they need yep. when it comes to duck hunting. Oh, 100%. I, th- I think every to get into duck hunting, really, you could get away with it. Waiter, shotgun, a jacket. You could wear your deer hunting jacket. Waiter, shotgun, jacket. Um, but I wouldn't start, you know, if you're on a budget, waiters are where you can save some money. Okay. Over a pair of like Sika waiters or shins, you know, great waiters, but you're going to spend a grand to $1,100. But nevertheless, go uninsulated? I, that's personal preference. I prefer uninsulated. Okay. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but starting, starting out with that. So early season is hot. I wear a really thin long sleeve shirt, just whatever. I wear my like lightweight base layers that mm-hmm. if, if you did go with that, same ones I wear deer hunting, mountain hunting, whatever. Just my, or you could wear a camo t-shirt. Camo t-shirt, I'd like, it's probably better to wear a thin long sleeve. And this is September yes. we're talking? Okay. So I have a couple ones just as as thin as you can go for, for you know, thin as you can go for camo and you'll be great. Yeah. You know, camo ball cap um, and you, you'll be fine. So my next piece that I would go Wear those same from the episode one. Wear these same heavyweight top and bottoms, the base layers that you have. You'll you'll want to wear those. Didn't you've already bought those? So what we're gonna do? This is kind of taking us into later and later in the season. One thing with waterfowl, other than deer, it's really, really like the nastier the weather, the weather the better. For sure. So if I see a weather front moving in, really a lot of snow coming in really windy, that's perfect. And so you're going to be out more, you know, and you're always, unless you're dry field hunting, you're going to be wet. You're right. around water, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily wet. So I base layer up, and then <clears throat> you're going to want something. I'm going to cut you. For the guys who did miss that, it is just your Merino 
base layers. Heavyweight, top, bottom. One's about eighty four fifty. The other one's about seventy nine fifty. Yep. Throw that in there. Sorry, I was skipping. No, over no, that. no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Just if they did skip, which I don't know why they would, because this podcast is fucking awesome. Yeah. Keep going. So then I am going. I'm a big fan of the Dakota, the Dakota um, series. So I am going. Now they make a Dakota hoodie and a Dakota jacket. The it I would say to people I would try them on, and whichever one fits your body type better between the jacket and the hoodie, pick that one. They're great. It's windproof, and that is perfect for throwing over the top of your base layers. So it's no secret for the guy around here. Like I only know shields to carry. Yeah. Sitka. Do they have a pretty good variety of that stuff there? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No shields is great. A lot I, of Cabela's has it. Okay. You know, like the guys down South max will have it. I got you. That. For me, the jacket fits better. The jacket fits me better than the hoodie does. But again, that's perfect. It, it's personal preference. And again, I'm a vest guy. I believe, and I, I, I know it's hard to say that it's a, you know, hundred percent like necessity. Right. But I wear that Dakota vest every single time I go hunting. Cause I feel like it insulates me so well. And just with, so I've hunted down to 25 degrees. And that's over your base I wear, layer? I wear it. I wear the vest over my base layer, and then I wear that Dakota hoodie. Really? Yeah. All right. So, so like you know how we were talking in the last one, like Stratus Fanatic. Mm-hmm. Are there for the waterfowl side? Are there two like main? Um, that that compete against each other. Yeah, like you know, what I, like pretty much all we said was Stratus or Fanatic. We yes. didn't kind of get into like the Incinerator or like the Equinox. What are you like most popular lines for the waterfowl? Most popular lines would be, I would say your the Dakotas similar to the Stratus. I would argue that the Dakota's warmer because mm-hmm. I think my Dakota hoodie's warmer than the Stratus jacket. Really? Yeah. And then you got the Hudson. Hudson. Which is your next step up in warmth. And it's also water and rainproof. Okay. So that's what I, so then, then you're that. And then they have for when it gets really cold and brutal, the Boreal Aerolite, which would be like your incinerator. Okay. Okay. It's crazy, man. And I'm not even a freaking duck hunter, but I feel like there's so many more options for waterfowl. (laughs) Maybe not options, more like combinations and lines. Oh, hundred percent. For shooting mud chickens (laughs) yeah come on yeah so i go dakota and i've i can hunt really cold just i don't like to throw on a jacket unless i absolutely have to so that's why i go dakota so base layer heavyweight base layers dakota vest dakota hoodie all right and for the guys listening dakota vest runs if I'm looking at the right 209 typically right now, they got a so going 167.20. And then a Dakota hoodie is 247.20. So are both necessary, do you think? The, the if anything, you replace you you'd leave out the vest. Is the vest kind of like we said in the previous, I guess, a quote unquote 
luxury item. Yes. I wear it every time I go hunting. Big vest guy. Big vest guy, because I that Dakota vest is really, really warm, even though it doesn't seem like it. Do uh so I know how you said like for deer, you like your arms being free, you know, for like drawing one. I being yeah. like more like more mobility. Is it the same thing for swinging a gun or do yeah, you, are sh- you shouldering the gun? I, I don't want something super bulky that if you're in a layout blind or okay anything, you know, it's it. I don't want that shotgun See, getting caught on a yeah. That changes a, it too, especially being in a layout blind. Okay, so if we're going with one, we're saying Dakota hoodie. I would go Dakota hoodie on top of the base layer. The base layers. Okay, and once again, Dakota hoodie is two forty seven twenty. It's on sale right now from three oh nine. Guys, I get it. The shit is expensive, but if it's your jam, if it's deer, that's your jam. Awesome. If it's birds, fucking dig it. Buy once, cry once. Pretty much what we're getting at. I hunt birds on average 30 to 40 days. On a, on a slow year, I'll, I'll hunt 30, 40 days a year. And mine's five years old and you wouldn't know. Really? Like it, it holds up very nice. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but if you take care of the shit, it's going to last yep. a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you beat this shit up a lot more for a waterfowl game than you do whitetail. Mm-hmm. Wash it, clean it, store it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I wash mine usually around halfway, halfway through. I, I make, and if it... My base layers, I wash more just when they start stinking. Mm-hmm. And then, but my outer layers, I m- always make sure to wash at least once a season. All right. So, Dakota hoodie is going over the base layer. Mm-hmm. What's next? So, there's two schools of thought. And I'll, and again, this is personal preference because I right, have both, right. the, both these jackets. And I'm just going to give people the pros and cons. The two jackets that are going to fight for your top spot are the duck oven and the Hudson. So the benefits to the Hudson, it is it is very, very warm, but it is no duck oven. The duck oven is like the fanatic. It is extremely hot. You won't wear it when you're putting out decoys because if you do, you will be soaked. Like you you don't want to move. You don't put on the duck oven until you're ready to sit down. Was I I just now saw this because it didn't pop up on the search before. Dakota jacket, is that kind of just a switch off with the hoodie? Yes. Okay. Okay. Whatever, whatever you, fits you, you like, better. Yeah, whatever you like more. Yes. Whatever fits you better. Then but the the but the Hudson jacket is waterproof and windproof. Fully waterproof. And then the um the duck oven mm-hmm. that is warmer than the Hudson. But it is it's windproof, but it is not waterproof. This is might be a dumb question. This is under your waders, right? Yeah, I stuff everything. Unless it's raining, I stuff everything into my waders. And is that the general rule of thumb? Yeah. If it's if it's raining, I put my my a waterproof jacket over the top of everything. Okay. Okay. I do have the duck oven jacket. Yeah. That's the one I went with. And pretty much did it just because Cooper had it. And he said, dude, this thing is the warmest jacket he's ever had. Uh, Yeah. And that's what I went with. Around here, like you're saying, if I need something super, super warm, Mm -hmm. the reason I wear, I've got the Hudson and the um, duck oven. I feel like 
I don't know, kind of what, like with the whole jacket thing, you're saying one's waterproof, one's not. How many, like, it's not like you're going overboard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting completely soaked, like going mm-hmm. underwater. Like, then I'm looking at a Delta wading jacket. Yeah, that, that's your, what that's is your, that? that's your rain jacket. It's, a, it's just a waterproof shell. So, this is what I'm getting to. Where we're at up here, mm-hmm. During season, we don't get a whole lot of when it, when it's warm enough to need it. And uh, the reason I go duck oven, yeah, more often than Hudson, because when it's cold enough up here to need that super heavy jacket that's really warm, we're getting snow, we're not getting rain. So, right, I go duck oven, and then like we did down in Arkansas. We had that day that it was like intermittently downpouring, mm-hmm. but every time the rain the rain would stop, the birds would dump in. So we wanted to stay out there. So I run just uh, I had a I had a Delta waiting jacket um, and, and it ended up blowing out of my truck. But shut uh, up, yeah, yeah. I thought it was that's a kick in. The I day. I thought it was packed and it got. I took it off and yeah, I ended up in the bed of my truck and ended up blowing out. But so so now I've been running just a like hunter green or olive green yeah. um waterproof jacket just a just a rain just a shell and i keep that rolled up and if i keep it in my boat or um my hunting backpack if i know it's yeah. going to rain that day and that way you and you always want to this is another thing i've learned you always want to size up one size on your rain shell because the duck oven's insulation does not work when you compress it. It's that same prima loft, yep. that air yep. barrier that it traps. If you compress that, it's like you're not wearing it. And that's the thing, too. Like, another, like, reason why we're doing it, and I kind of brought it up in the last episode, kind of didn't. But, like, we don't want you guys to buy all this different shit all these different lines try to throw it all together and hope it works you know what i mean oh for sure you want it to all mesh together yeah in a sense yeah you don't want to have a piece that like basically like is interchangeable with another one so so that's why i i believe i've had really really good luck with running that duck oven and running just a shell because we i really don't need that waterproof jacket now someone down south you know, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, you know, down south, they're going to get a lot of rain instead of snow during their duck season. So is your duck oven, is that your outer layer? Yes. That is. Yeah. You don't want to compress that down. So like that, unless it's raining and cold, that's my outer layer. So, all right. Uh, I, I'll touch on it later. I don't want to, it's kind of what I got, but like, cause I have, the Hudson bibs duck oven jacket. Yep. And then I got the gradient hoodie. How, how big of big of difference is there between the gradient and the Dakota? The, 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 the gradient's just not, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not correcting <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm the question guy. It's the Dakota's more of an outer. It can be used more as an outer layer. Mm-hmm. That gradient hoodie is really good, but it's not as windproof. The, the, the reason I like the Dakota is because it's windproof and it keeps you really warm. This is a ter- totally personal thing. Has No one's going to learn shit from this. Do you think I'd be good just running the gradient hoodie under my duck oven 
if it oh, came down to 100%, 100%. Yeah. I don't wear a whole lot underneath that Doug oven. Yeah. And the and the what I'll the reason if I do, it's I'm not moving. Yeah. So like when I'm setting decoys showing up, it might like that day that it was negative thirty eight. I didn't have that duck oven on when I was setting decoys. You, you can't move. It. No, kind of the same thing too. With like you're not gonna even if it is fucking five degrees outside with a negative twenty degree windshield, you're not going to wear your fanatic nope. jacket walking. 200, 300, I don't care if it's 50 yards, to the stand. Yeah. 50 yards, you're going to sweat your ass off. 100%. Same thing with throwing decoys. You don't want to put on your warmest outer layer and then start sweating in the damn thing. Yeah. So so we got the top. You know, we're running. And it's it's interchangeable. If, you th- if, you're, if you're in an area where you get a lot of rain, mm-hmm. you get a lot of rain, not a whole lot of snow, I would go Hudson over, or if even if you get a ton of snow, I would go Hudson over duck oven. And that's j- just because that one jacket, you don't need, you don't need, I, I think everyone should have a rain jacket, you know, for any kind of hunting, but as an insurance deal. Oh, definitely. But if being dry is always good. Yes. But we, we really have, we don't get a whole lot of water here. Man, so I feel like that Hudson jacket is thick. No, it is. It's, it's a warm, warm jacket. Compared it, to just just like look like looking at the pictures I got on here, it's a great show. The duck oven looks like something I can like roll up and out. They look like two different materials. Let it me is. put it that it's way. It's not the the so the um the duck ovens that Prima Loft mm-hmm. more towards the Aerolite side of yeah. things. The um, Hudson's not. The Hudson's more your shell, a hard shell. Hard, kind of, yes. Okay. I, I'm like thinking of my like rain gear I got for the mountain. That same kind of loud, like. Oh yeah, no, it's loud. Okay. It's like your Hudson bibs. It's but, basically Hudson bibs, but in jacket form. I got you. Okay. Okay. So then, um, then we're basically we're we're good on tops. That's what I would wear there. So is it fair to say, running your base layers? Yep. Going with a Dakota hoodie. Mm-hmm. And, and you can wear that fanatic hoodie too. That too, if if you already like we said in the last one, just because it says whitetail or just because it says waterfowl does not mean you cannot mix and match it, guys. Fair? Yeah. The only thing that Dakota has, it's it's again, it's windproof. It's gonna be your shell on the outside. Um, instead of just being an insulated barrier. Yeah. Because I is bulky as the Dakota. Hoodie isn't, and I don't want to say it's bulky, it's, it's huge, but it's not something I'm putting underneath anything else. So I'm going to take it off to wear the duck oven. Oh, it's it. not under it. I I, no. I, I missed you there then. No, it, it's more of meant to be like an outer layer. So the, yeah, two set, you, you're never really going to double them up. No, I wouldn't double up the Dakota with anything else. Duck oven when it's a lot colder versus the Dakota? Uh yeah, when it's when it's colder, okay. I'm taking off the Dakota, still wearing my Throw, base, and you know throwing layers. on the duck. Yeah, throwing on the duck oven. It can be that cold, and you wear nothing but that duck oven and some base layers. Base, I'll wear it. So like, like that day that it was brutal out, that negative thirty eight yeah. wind chill. Yeah. Now we were hunting in an A frame, but we only had two heaters, and those were just for the dogs. Like yeah. we we every every other heater was freezing up. But um, for my tops, I had. Marine Sicker Merino heavyweight tops. Yep. I had the um I think it I think it was a gradient. Yeah, the gradient hoodie. Mm-hmm. 
Dakota vest and duck oven for my top. Damn. And I wouldn't. The only part that got cold was anything like my nose when it got exposed to water. Right, 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 right. But then, so then that leads me, we got bottoms. And so you're going to have your same Merino heavyweight bottoms that we that we talked about. Yep. Um, heavyweight bottoms. I'm going, um, I love Dakota pants. I wear Dakota pants. They're a great, versatile. They're, I got to look these up. They're stretchy. I wear them all the time. They look like jogger sweatpants so those are probably the gradients oh that's what i'm my bad yeah those it, go is, under, the, it is the gradient so my bad the gradients are the gradients are what i wear i i this could be a luxury but they're awesome I would, yeah the gradients. okay but i would say the gradients are pretty awesome really yeah um but the dakota pants i i'm on my third pair because i they're so comfortable that i wear them pheasant hunting and really? pheasant hunting will tear them up. That's, yeah. Yeah. Shit I mean, snags. But, but that's that's not nothing on the pants. I mean, that's going no, no, to no. barbed wire, brush, yeah. briars, everything. Thick shit. Yeah, thick shit. I wouldn't, but, so I wear Dakota pants over top of my um, merino base layers. And then, like for field hunting, that's that'll carry you a long, long ways. Just the Dakota pant and base layers? Yes, that'll carry you a long ways. And then... So yeah, that'll carry you through a long, long way. Especially because if you're in a, if you're hunting a field, you're going to be in a blind. So you're out of the wind. Layout blinds with grass on them. They do insulate you. Um, and like a frame, same way. So, um, can you put anything under these pants, or would it be pretty uncomfortable? No, you can. So like I've worn them. I've worn gradients underneath these and base layers. They're not a shell though, right? You know what I'm trying the, to say? The the Dakotas are a shell. They're not waterproof, but they are they're breathable. Can I wear a pair of sweatpants under those? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they got stretched to them. Uh most of the time I don't wear I only wear base layers underneath them. Mm-hmm. But like base layer How the, late will that take you? I wore them last weekend and it was like I mean the water was frozen, so like 28, 27. Okay. I mean, that's they, fair. Yeah. And that's I, fair. That's fair. Yeah. And like, again, I'm, I try and go the least amount of bulk as I can, but I still want to be comfortable. If I'm going to be cold, I'll throw on more bulk. Yeah. But or an extra layer, then this is where it, I, I doubt sick is listening to this, but I hope they are. I, I'm sure they are. <laughs> Highly doubt it. I'll, um, I'll, you know what? I'll send it to them in a message. Yes. Bring back the layout pants. Layout pants. The layout pants were a that bib pant we're talking about, like that. Yeah, the low cut, the low, basically the low ride bibs that were like belly button height. Yeah, and they were awesome. They were really warm, and they were like there's almost no camo on them because they're like built for climbing in and out of layout blinds. Yeah, like bunch of that like I, I don't know if it's cordura or like really thick stuff on the knees mm-hmm. on the butt. Your butt didn't get wet from like hopping in and out of blinds. What took their place? You know what I mean? You know, like yeah. how like example, like the mountain jacket used to be the thing. Now it's the ambient. Yeah. What took their place? So I I think with the popularity of the Dakota pants and the Hudson bibs, they really started pushing because it used to be layout pants or layout bibs. It was layout, I can't remember what's what they called it. Layout bibs and then the Pantanol bibs. Mm-hmm. Well, Pantanol became the Hudsons, and I think they just kind of scrapped the layouts. But the layouts were awesome. Hmm. 
But I'm going I'm going Hudson Bibbs next. Are you wearing these over or are you shedding the Dakotas? No, I'm wearing I'm wearing them over. Um the Hudson Bibbs. Okay. And that right there, I know it's pretty simple, but that right there will get you through the season. Because they're waterproof, they're waterproof, they're really resistant to most things and like they are warm. They're not super, they're meant to layer underneath, but they do have warmth where you need it. Do you think you could get by, make it through the season wearing good base layers, a pair of, let's just say like a heavyweight jogger type, like let's say your heaviest, warmest pair of just average Joe pants you got. Yes. With the Hudson bibs. Oh, hundred percent. I was think so. You could put the. I got a buddy that wears heavyweight base layers. He'll wear the gradients, which are I think they're warmer than just your average Joe sweatpants mm-hmm. or joggers, mm-hmm. but essentially joggers and Dakota pants all season long. No shit. He doesn't throw on bibs unless it's brutal. So then you could. He hates bibs. <laughs> He's missing out. Yeah. So then you could probably really get by, like I said, with, let's say, a pair. Like, I used to have a pair. I don't know what happened to them if I gave them to somebody. Someone borrowed them. They were just, like, wool joggers. 100%. And, dude, they were, like, they would sweat me out just wearing them in the house. Mm-hmm. If you wore those plus the Hudson Bim. Oh, 100%. You'd, you'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be great. And the Hudson Bim. It's your outer shell. It is yeah. the most outer thing you have on. Yep. And it's going to be rainproof. I, what I do like, I don't wear my Hudson's as much as I should. And the reason I don't is because my butt, like like I'm saying, like I, I like the Hudson's that they're all waterproof. Yeah. Because when you're climbing in and out of layout blinds and we're hunting out a lot of layout blinds, your feet are going to get wet, get muddy. When you climb into the blind, you're going to step on your seat pad even if you try not to, it's going to happen. Yeah. You sit down, your butt's wet. So that's when it's really nice having a waterproof bib or pants. Yeah. On. That outer shell to take away yep. your ass from getting wet, yep. in a sense. Uh, kind of a side question. What boots are you wearing for your typical field hunt? Like a Typical field hunt, I wear those uh, Filson um, Extra Tough, like okay. the, the mid-height boots. Still wearing those. Still wearing those. I I, wear, I like the Alpha Burleys, but again, I've got, we run into it and like, this isn't necessarily like one set do all, but I've got a set of clothes like when it is that brutal, like we, we get a couple, usually it's like one or two, like brutal, brutal hunts a year. Yeah, it happens. I, yeah. And I've got a set of clothes like we've always had our best shoots on the, well, except for this year. But most years we have our best shoots around those Typ- days. Typically how it works. Yep. And so I always have a set of gear that only gets brought out once or twice a year, but that's what we need to, you know. It's nice to have. Yeah. Definitely not a necessity for the guy who's looking to not spend his whole check on something. But if you want to hunt those days, like that's the only way you can be safe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Does that kind of take us to the end of the whole pants? That takes us through pants. They make it pretty simple on pants. It's just, I would go, like we said, base layer. Gradients are really nice if you want to spend the cash, but that's more of a luxury. 
You can get away. I would have just some sort of sweatpant, heavyweight jogger over the top of it. Yep. Dakota pants. Yep. And then you got Hudson bibs. And I didn't say it. The Hudsons, yes, guys, they are kind of pricey. It is five sixty nine, but once again, but spend the money on the Hudson bib, your most outer layer, and if you can get away with good base layers, and if it is just a really warm pair of sweatpants that you got, hundred percent, you'll probably be good. Fair? No, yeah, for sure. All right, where's the hell's my phone in my pocket? So. Run this from the top. Just make sure we agree 100% on base layers. Yep. Okay. Merino, heavyweight, top and bottom. Mm-hmm. 84, 50. And going back to that super cold weather stuff. Yeah. For the guys up north, that becomes more prevalent. We're our, we're our two to three days a week. Yes. Here. A guy in Rochester, Minnesota, or International Falls. Yep. Is That's going to be their like, last month of the yeah, season. That's their go-to yeah. Yeah. So then if I was going to do that, I would skip out on the Hudson bibs and I'm going the Boreal Aerolites because I wear the Boreal Aerolites. You got them? I do got them. I wear them quite a bit and I just don't have layers underneath them. Yeah. And it is the first bibs I can say that like, instead of just being content, like that's what like I kind of realized like for hunting clothes, like you're just trying to be content. Like I'm not trying to be cold. I'm just trying to be content. Right. It felt like no joke. The seat heater was on in my truck. When I was wearing, it. I wouldn't sweat, no but it felt like the seat heater was on in my truck. And I it was, was like, warm. You're I've got cooking. to, I've got to take something off. And but it was so, like, thank God they had got the zips on them because anytime I'd have to get out and run my dog, yeah, I had to take them off. Really, like you're not moving in them. Damn, they are really nice. So, so from there, Dakota hoodie slash gradient hoodie are they both, or is like, is it necessary? Uh, I would say. Dakota hoodie slash jacket. Whichever one you, whichever your preference. Over the gradient. Okay. And that jacket, let me add that to this here total. Oh, shit. Not good with phones, guys. Give me a minute. Okay. And then the duck oven. Let me say this right. You're shedding the Dakota. Yes. And wearing the duck oven. Yep. And that is the outermost layer. Yeah. Up top. Unless, unless this, this is again, situations are situational. Like if you're in a, if you're in a spot that gets a whole lot of snow or a whole lot of rain, yeah. I would, I would do the Hudson over the duck. Oven. Yeah. Hudson. If <clears throat> you deal with a lot of rainfall. Yep. Okay. And then Dakota pant is luxury. Did no, we, I'd say that's a necessity. The pant and the Hudson bib though. Yeah, because because again, the, but if you only had to go with one, if you if I only had to go with one, I'm going Hudson bibs, right? And wearing whatever heavy bottom yeah. you got. Yep. Okay. So just just for pricing purposes, for the guy looking to get into this, trying to keep it to a minimum, I'm gonna skip the Dakota pant guys. From what it sounds like, it sounds like a great freaking buy. One hundred ninety one twenty, not horrible. I wear them in the deer stand too. Like that too. Yeah. That's again like yeah. If if you do both, if you're killing whitetails and shooting ducks. Yeah, because they're fleece lined, they're fleece lined, they're stretchy, they feel like you're wearing sweatpants, yeah. and you get windproof and a little bit of water. It's protection. a balancing act at it that is. point. If you know and that that can kind of also go back to like we were saying, where you kind of buy more than you should, mm-hmm. but you kind of live and learn from that. Like okay. you might you may 
buy all your whitetail and then you do this. And you're like, well, shit, I can run this for both. I don't really 100%. need this, whatever it is. And that happens. We're just trying to make it to where you don't do that. Mm-hmm. So for right now, I'm not going to add this Dakota pant into the price. I'm going to do the bibs at 569 and shit. I literally think we're like three bucks off from what I got with the whitetail gear. It's about 1100 bucks, mm-hmm. a little over. And even then, it beats buying, like, the mistake I made with, like, the neoprene mm-hmm. waders thinking you're good. And then, like, field hunts, I'd wear my pair of Carhartt bibs and I'd be cold. You know what I mean? Like, this gear is meant for these cold hunts to get you through start to finish. Oh, 100%. And... I get it, guys. It is expensive, but you're paying for quality. Yeah, for sure. And my art, so this, so we, now that we got the gear, you know, the gear list covered, a lot of people say, hey, do you know, they, it all comes in Martian timber. I was going to ask you this. Yep. yep. It all comes in Martian timber. And I know a lot of people are going to argue with me. That they say timber is only good if you're hunting trees trees in like Arkansas. But <laughs> I just love fucking with that button. Yeah. But my thing is, I wear timber. I mean, that, that's what all my all my yeah all of my tops are timber, and the reason I do that is because I would rather look like a shadow than be the yellow. And everything because yep, where we hunt, we, dude, it, it is pretty. Dis- sorry to cut you. It is distinguished. Like yeah, dude, these are a lot darker complected versus the marsh. Yeah, and if you've ever hunted, like like when we hunted the flooded timber down there, there's no color. It is all dark brown, dark yep. brown, no green. It's just like dark, dark colors. And uh. Truth be told, Coop Coop got into this whole waterfowl Sitka buying shit before I did. And he went with the marsh. And yeah. like I wasn't like talking shit on her by any means, but like he has the duck oven in marsh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and we'd be hunting and You're sitting in trees. Yeah, and I'm looking at him, and this is when I didn't have anything at the time. I'm wearing my neoprene super mags. I got on a heavy weight it's a black hoodie and then i had i think i borrowed it from him and i think it was a drake some drake zip-up jacket and i'm looking at him and looking at me and i'm like dude you stick out like a sore dick yeah so marsh works out great in the situations it's designed for but what is that situation though like what is the perfect situation for marsh like truly being in marshes around like us like there's places around like all the WMAs around us, yeah, they're they it blends in great. But my thing is, most of the time where we're at, mm-hmm. we're hunting lakes. A lot of the marshes we have have tree lines. You're hunting out of tree lines, and you're like, I would rather be dark, darker camoed than I would be lighter. That's what I think. Like when yeah. I think of marsh, is this super light, damn near dead? Yeah, CRP. Yellow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when it blends in great, but. For me, most of the time we're hide and run trees. Yep. And even though like 
we might be hunting a marsh, we're still tucked into some buck brush or, you know, tree lines or any something that I, I think if you're only going to buy one, I think timber, unless you're the types of, like there are parts of the state or parts of states that they've got a ton of WMAs. Yeah. A ton of, um, like, fl- like flooded grasslands. Right. Yeah. Then marsh works out great. And then, and guys, that is a total situational thing. If you're here in Kansas, like us, and I really like what you said, you're like, I would rather be a shadow yep. than a yellow blob. Yeah. Cause they're going to, cause if it's cloudy, they're going to pick, unless like if it's cloudy, I don't think your camo is going to matter as much as brushing in your blinds or yeah. how well your blind is. But on the sunny days, you're, you're banking on shadows hiding you. I mean, you can get away with a worse hide on a sunny day than you can on a cloudy day. Cause mm-hmm. they're going to pick you out and like, like when it, when it's cloudy, they can see everything. Um, so that's why I always go for the darker look. I, I mean, there's I a like lot of that. classic camos yeah. that I grew up wearing and I still wear a lot. They're all really dark. They used to only offer all the field stuff, like the Hudson bibs and everything just in Marsh. And when they came out with timber, I think it's great. Like, oh. it's, they, like it's awesome. And then that jacket I got, it's green. So that would work too, right? Something yeah. like that, like a hunting solid. Yeah. Um, Off topic a little bit. Gloves. Gloves. I wear the, I think they're called the Pantanal GTXs or the, um, and they're just waterproof. Um, I don't like, you can't call, like, I'm not a fan of calling with gloves. So, um, I, here's another fun fact. I can't blow a call for shit, <laughs> but I don't wear them when I'm damn. What are those? Oh, the, the decoy gloves. Yeah, those are nice because they're they're just 100% waterproof. So, like, when you're picking up decoys, you can dunk your hand. Um, Panting all right there. Yeah. So, I, I like those gloves. Um, they're really they're really nice. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I wear. Either that or I'll wear just a full, like, neoprene yeah. elbow gloves. Yep. Uh, for, like, driving the boat and stuff like that. For sure. And, like, that's the thing, too. Like, guys, glove, total freaking luxury point there. Like... If you just got a freaking pair of old wool gloves you like to wear, you know, you yeah. whatever gloves you work in, what whatever the fucking case yeah. may be. Gloves are, pre- I wear leather gloves a lot. Most of the time yep. I'm in, I'm in uh, leather, leather gloves. Um, just because mainly I don't want to beat up, like brushing in blinds, I don't want to beat up like my it, good gloves. It, it's hard to spend a hundred plus bucks on a pair of gloves. And so I wear a lot, a lot of times the, the Sika shooter glove, that kind of leather, leather glove. Yeah. Um, it seems to hold up pretty well, but yeah, gloves are personal preference. I know a lot of guys run the Kinko gloves off Amazon. I've heard about those. I wear those for driving the boat. They're insulated, um, rubber gloves. Those are kind of my, my whole running gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I think those are great. What what else are we forgetting? Um, Just, beanie. Yeah. I, t- I like beanie. Um, over a hat just cause I can, I like being able to see, mm-hmm. you know, focus, look up, look up a look little up. better. Yeah. Um, and neck, neck gator, neck gator is great. Here's a couple of questions for you. Um, face paint, you know, like how guys like, is that whole theory on like looking up? hundred percent. Really? hundred percent. Hands, hands and face. You've got to keep them covered. So I always tell people like, especially around us, like at least the way we hunt, unless you're calling 
something needs to be over your face or you're staring at decoys. Like, I'm going to let you know where the birds are. Like, hey, 10 o'clock, they're, you know, they're coming in. Yeah. You know, they're at 11 o'clock now. Get ready. You know, get ready. Yeah. You know, three, two, one, get them. And, but I, this is kind of something I really like. Instead of having, it actually comes from my college days when we would hunt before class and I didn't want to go to class with a bunch of face paint on my face. Been there. I'm guilty. Yeah. So what <laughs> I do is you get a real wine cork, a real wooden wine cork, not the like poly ones or the rubber ones. Get a real wooden wine cork and you keep a lighter in your truck and you light one of the ends and it'll burn out real quick and it turns to ash. Put that ash on your face and you can, you can relight it. And I've got one piece of cork last me. I mean, I'll lose it before season. Damn. Two. Yeah. That's a pro tip. Yeah. So you get, it's real, real cheap and you get the black ash all over your face. Works the same as face paint and it comes off just with straight water. I like that. Damn. Yeah. You splash a little and I put it on my hands. I put it on my hands um, and face. Okay. So here's another question. So like a beanie. Yeah. Like picture Carhartt beanie for me. Mm-hmm. You know how it's got like the white square on it. Mm-hmm. Is that a big deal? I would say no, not not that small of a white square. If they're that close, they're getting shot. Yeah, because I I wear a tan beanie anyways. So okay, like a okay. tan tan scop. I was just curious because cap. I've worn like with the with a buddy's like, hey man, turn that hat around. I'm like, oh shit, all right, like you know what I mean. Flip it, flip flip the logo to the back or whatever. Yeah, and it will. I mean, there's especially if the birds start flaring, you start picking up anything you can to like, you know. Yeah, you you, you'll try things to see what they're flaring off of, but um, yeah. So definitely keeping your hands and face covered with something. Yeah, whatever you want to do it with something. Where like if I'm calling a lot that day, especially goose goose calling where I'm using both hands, Mm -hmm. I run the the ash. I'll I'll do the wine cork over my tops of my hands and my face. All right, so I'm gonna run it from the top one last time. (sighs) Merino, top bottom, good base layers. Dakota hoodie, mm-hmm. shed the hoodie, throw on the duck oven. Mm-hmm. That's your most outer layer. And then Hudson jacket if you got rain. Yep. And then... Rain or snow. Yep. And then I kind of did the shortcut around the Dakota pant. If you got the money for it, do it. You won't regret it. If not, spend the extra cash on the Hudson bib. Wear some average Joe heavy sweatpants under. And then... Buy it in freaking timber. Fair? I, yeah, I would say timber. I, I, I'm a big timber I'm 100% fan. timber. Yeah. Rather to be a shadow than a blob. Yeah, because, and that, that's, again, it's just, it just depends on where you're at. Like, I just, I think timber blends in more places than Marsh does. 100%. Yep. There we go. I think that's it. I think so. Uh, Last question. Has nothing to do with this podcast. Super Bowl prediction. Pressure's on. You're going to piss a lot of people off if you go green. No. No. I'm going 34-27 Chiefs. Ooh. I'm going to go... I don't. I'm, I can't throw your score, but I'm going to say Chiefs by 10. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. Yep. You going to make it over? Yeah, I'll be over. Got some cheese dip. He showed me a photo of guys that looks pretty good, so... I'm excited. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that wraps it for the Sitka Gear Review Waterfowl. Go, Timber. Don't be a blob.
Anything else? I don't got anything. All right, guys. I appreciate you listening to this week's episode of the Midwest Tines Hunt Podcast. We'll see you soon. Later.